0: Hello, you're listening to the Sunday Show Tunes Podcast. I'm Paul.
1: And I'm Maureen. This week we'll be chatting with Tony Award-winning Broadway choreographer Warren Carlyle and West End star Jordan Shaw.
0: Jordan Shaw has toured internationally as Simba in The Lion King, appeared in the West End productions of Miss Saigon, Motown and Cats, and is currently starring as Andras in Les Miserables in the West End. And Jordan is with us now.
2: Hi Jordan, how are you? Hey. I'm great. Thank you. Thanks for
0: having me. It's it's our pleasure. I'm just thrilled I managed to say the name almost correctly.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You mean Jordan? Yeah, that was it. It was a tricky (laughs) one. Jordan
0: really struggled with that one. It's a tricky name.
1: (laughs) So Jordan, how is it to play such a fabulous role in the West End?
2: Oh my God. Honestly, like Every time I talk about it, people, some some of my friends kind of roll their eyes. When I tell you this was a dream role of mine, since I came across Les Mis, I I, just, I loved music, but there was something about the role of Andres that I was just really drawn to the strength and the the, the of, of the the lyrics and 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 the melodies and where he gets to go with his voice, but also the subject matter. I just felt like it's such a, a meaty role that kind of suits where I like to place myself. I, coming up in drama school, I always would pick like really angsty, like big songs. <laughs> <laughs> I was like all, all naturally drawn to to Andres. And yeah, the fact that I'm in the West End production of Les Miserables, I think Les Mis is one of those shows that the west end is will always be that Mm -hmm. you know it's it's that the trademark of what lame is really is so to be doing it is I'm constantly pinching myself do you know what I go into the theatre every every day to do my COVID test and I walk past my poster the the big picture of of me on on a table with all with all the students around me and it's just like that's me I'm that's that's literally my, my teenage dream. I'm living it. Amazing. I'm living it. Living your dream. Have you had a selfie with that it. poster yet? Have you? Of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, of course. For the first time I saw it, I didn't know they put it up. So I screamed. Because oh, I was like, my. Ah, that's me. And then I <laughs> then I had a I had a full-on photo shoot next to it. <laughs> yeah. Photo shoot. I the love green. it. Brilliant. Well, John Robbins <laughs> came out of, of testing and he's like, should we do it? Should we just do the photo shoot? I was like, Yeah, let's do yes. it.
0: Brilliant! Yes, it Brilliant. needs
1: to be done. <laughs> yeah.
0: So, what's your favourite moment about Les Mis? Tell us. What, what, it's, it's, it's an iconic show, but what's your favourite mm. bit of it?
2: Ah, oh, dying. <laughs> Interesting. I had the most iconic. The death is so. It's so full on because I've just. Well, spoiler alert: no one's seen it, but you know, a lot of people die, and. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the child dies and falls into my arms. And then I pass the child to his best friend, his keeper, Grantaire. and then I get to sing really high notes. I get shot <laughs> and, then I, and then I fall off a barricade, which is really high onto a crash mat. And then I, after that, I get wheeled around on a wheelbarrow to the center of the stage, and then the light
1: hits me as I'm hanging off. Lifeless.
0: I can see why that's your favorite moment.
1: You know what, I, I, I just, and visualize the whole thing, right <laughs> there. Just gave it. To, to go. <laughs> you to You, literally gave it to us, nugget by nugget. I love mm. it. You
0: know, <laughs> w- when we go see the show morning, we'll be we've sat there going, "Do you know what Jordan's living his best life at this exact yes. moment? <laughs> he there he is, exactly. on a wheelbarrow, and inside he is extraordinarily
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. happy. <laughs> i been living your dream."
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: I love it. So before you joined Les Mis, you were touring internationally as Simba um, in The Lion King, and that yeah. was an international tour. Okay, so what is, for you, the difference between an international tour, what are the pros and cons versus being in the West End?
2: Yeah, well, being in the West End, you have the the, the buzz of West End Audience and mm-hmm. the buzz of you know your friends being able to come and your, fa- your your family and and you you know before your show you get to meet up with friends and go for coffee or go to your own gym you feel at home. Um, whereas if you're it depends where you are internationally, but we were the, the part of the tour that I joined were uh, we were in Seoul, in South Korea.
1: Oh right, and
2: yeah, where. Not a lot of people speak the same language, and the shows in subtitles, and there isn't much of like a a theatre buzz like there is here. So you kind of feel like you're you're kind of performing to a blank a, a black screen, if that right. makes sense. Yeah, yeah you don't get does. the love back. You don't get the it feeling does. of of um, you know people meeting you at stage door and whatnot. Yeah. You
1: but yeah. I also think if you're not getting, um, if you're not getting that energy from the audience,
0: it must be tough. It makes
1: it must be tough because you're also. I feel characters, you know, like thrive off of the energy of of the audience in their roles.
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and and on top of it, we were in countries that had really bad pollution, so.
1: Ooh. Tough yeah. on the vocal
2: cords. Oh, gosh, yeah. People were coming down with all sorts of illnesses. And I had, when we were in Bangkok, Thailand, I had acute bronchitis. And I'm yes. very old school. I don't like to go off until I'm, like, wheeled off. And when I tell you, I was like, running off stage and, like, hawking it up into a bucket and then trying to get back on stage to stay. <laughs> oh, with the it visions was, today. Jordan. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm giving it to you all. But it was just, it was, a, it was a tough time. And you kind of find yourself, like, living in a hotel. and. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's yeah.
1: So West End, West End is just the best.
2: Yeah.
0: It,
1: Once again, living the dream.
0: So if we were to ask you if there was anyone in the business who had influenced you the most as an actor, who would that be? I would say, you are expecting me to say a, a man,
2: but I'm going
1: to say no.
0: Audra McDonald. Yeah, no, we
1: love yeah, Audra. No.
2: I That's... love a binge, a YouTube binge. Mm-hmm. And I love learning from her. Yeah. She's just, I think she's she's the actually, real deal. Yeah. And whenever she, she comes on
1: really
2: certain stuff, I'm I'm there. Um yeah, I love watching she, she
1: is just incredible. Her drama, I don't know if you're watching the uh, Gilded Age. No. Oh, she's Ooh, in that. There we are, Jordan. It.
0: You're welcome to that. Go and go and binge What's that. What's
2: this on? Is this on like Amazon or something?
0: Yeah, it's on. Well, all streaming services are available, but I believe it's on um, Sky or Now TV over here okay. or HBO Max in yep. the US. Oh God. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. You'll squeal. You'll squeal with delight. You're really You will, will because <laughs> it's a lot of it's a lot
1: of Broadway people, but it is Audra is spectacular in it. She really does have. I mean, just not, I heard her phenomenal voice, but her acting chops yeah. are just
0: yeah. Well, reason, reason she's won a Tony in all of the categories, well, not set design, yeah. but all of the acting <laughs> categories. She's probably yeah. able she probably shot. could do set design. She's yeah, got, yeah, there's yeah. a director Tony probably with a name could. on it. I'm absolutely exactly. sure. <laughs> <laughs>
1: exactly. The other question that I wanted to ask you is what is your favorite musical?
2: Passion by Stephen Sondheim.
0: <gasps>
1: oh, there was one,
2: well, not even an,
0: element of pause there
1: no there wasn't do you know that is one of my favorite songs loving you is my like number one favorite song so
2: why is it your
0: favorite jordan
2: (laughs) because i grew up watching disney and all of these love stories on children's networks like cartoon network and all of that and even in hollywood you see a certain version of a love story yeah i was I was out at Arts Ed and I was, I, I loved my time there, but I didn't have the best time for the old brain. And I was in a very similar situation emotionally to Fosca in Passion. And I only came across it because I was, I love S- some Time and obviously being at, at college, you're going to explore more diff- different shows. and the head of music said that was his favorite show. And I was like, he. everyone bowed down to Dane. And so I was like, okay, I've got to go and, and listen to this. And there's a full recording of the Donna Murphy yeah. Original yeah. Broadway on YouTube. So I just sat down and put it on and didn't know what I was in for. And by the end of it, I was just an absolute mess. Like I remember my housemate coming up, like knocking on the door, like, are you okay? Because I was just, Crying my eyes out. I'd never been so moved by a piece of theatre in my life, and and then since then I've, I've always explored the, te- the the text and the music and the, the subtext and the themes, and I just think it's just so beautifully layered and and an absolute masterpiece by Sondheim. Great answer, yeah, like- Jordan. We're out of time. <laughs> oh, I'm gone so too good. quick. <laughs> oh,
0: <I'm laughs> gone too quick. It has been so lovely having you. Thank you so much for taking time with us this afternoon.
2: Thank you for having me. I absolutely
0: loved it. Let's
1: stay game. safe. You too. Les Mis is currently playing in London's West End at the Queen's Theatre.
0: International director and Tony award-winning choreographer, Warren Carlyle has just opened the Hotly Anticipated Music Man Finally, which he choreographed and Warren is who with us now. Hi, Warren, how are you?
3: Hi, awesome. Good morning.
0: Yeah, we are so thrilled to have you here. Oh, uh,
1: beyond yeah, thrilled.
0: Hot on the heels of, of the Music Man opening. How long have you been working on the Music Man? And and, and how long has it taken you to teach everyone to tap?
3: <laughs> um, <laughs> I've worked on the Music Man for about three years. Three years. Wow. and Of course, two of those years were pandemic years, too. So I think they're like dog years. I think every, every year counts for seven more, it feels exactly.
1: like. Exactly, no, yeah. you're right, it does.
3: And
0: during that, those pandemic years, was it difficult keeping the momentum? Was there a worry that it wasn't gonna happen? How, how, what was that like?
3: It was scary. I mean, I gotta say it was, it was scary. I, I, I was quite faithful though. I did have faith that The Music Man would eventually, would eventually open on Broadway. And you know we have a wonderful producer, Kate Horton, who's actually a Brit you know yes. she's That's
1: right yeah
3: she's fantastic and she's she's been the one leading the charge for us and she's kept us all together and she's she's quite special um, no i was always i was always hopeful that it would it would find its way um, but those years were were interesting it allowed Hugh and i to keep working which was um, super actually
0: yeah most so of what now, you have know, quite a lot through those those years for sure
1: <laughs> yeah and you and Hugh go way hey, hey far back what is it 1998 is that right yeah. the, royal, oklahoma? the royal
3: that's right the royal national theater oklahoma yeah. directed by trevor nunn that's and who was an unknown australian and i continue to be an unknown person from norwich
1: um hello <laughs> <laughs> that's not true um not true mr tony award winner um so okay so Did Hugh always know how to tap? Or was this something that you really had to work with him on -on one-on-one? I mean, he is just just unbelievable and seems to kind of embrace everything that he does. What was that whole process like for you guys?
3: It was kind of amazing. It was like brilliant middle-aged man therapy. (laughs) I
1: love it!
3: Three mornings a week, and we talk about all of our joys and all of our hopes and all of our dreams and we tap dance and it was really a joyous, it was a joyous, happy, happy time. And, and there's, there's no better person to spend a pandemic with than, than Hugh and we, we danced a lot and we laughed a lot. And you know, my time with him allowed me to build the show from the heart outwards. That was the oh, gift that he really gave me is because so often I have to deal with the big stuff first. I have to deal with all the hundreds of ensemble members but with Music Man, it was really truly built from the from the heart of the show out, and that was that was Hugh. Mm.
1: And that was also kind of because of the pandemic, you really could only do one on one. Is that right?
3: Totally, totally.
1: Oh my God! What a you know, in a weird way, I am one of these people that I like to find silver linings in. You know what has been horrible for, and that would have been you know uh, the silver lining for you, wouldn't mm. it?
3: Totally. And I, you know, in, in many ways, I think that the show is more layered because we've had time to think about it. All, all departments, you know, this, the scenic design is more rigorous and the costume design is more rigorous. And I think the choreography, you know, my own department, I, I think choreographically it's more complicated and slightly deeper than I would normally have gone because I, I normally don't have time. You just have, ta- no, you and, have more time. No, and this time around we actually all really really thought about this and really continued to work on it.
0: So did you call here and set up on Zoom and then do do tap classes and tap tap on Zoom?
3: <laughs> no, it's so funny we didn't we didn't um, the design some of the design meetings we did on Zoom but none of the choreography was was done over Zoom.
0: So all in person.
3: Yeah. It must have yeah. Been so and and we, you know, we tested every time, and we wore our masks. And Hugh and I were the only people that had access to that particular studio, and we had our little key, and off we went, and we and we worked.
0: <laughs> wow! Oh my god! Such a luxury to be afforded as well. I know. Yeah. Such an I absolute. I love it. What other challenges were there working together Well, putting a show like this on during COVID?
3: Um, some of it was casting. I mean, some of that was challenging because the in-person was just difficult, there were there were more hoops to jump through and a lot of it was done remotely in this kind of way, either via Zoom or video submissions. And once you comb through the video submissions, finally you get to an in-person um, audition. It's, it was, it was the, the casting of it was actually challenging.
1: Yeah,
0: I bet, I bet.
1: Now, I d- oh, go ahead. No, no, no. I was gonna say, where did you draw inspiration for this project and, you know, does does the project start, when you start a new project, does it always come from the same place of creativity or does it actually, every time, is it because it's a new project, it's this new place of creativity?
3: It's a great question. I think for me, it's different every single time. Every single time, my, or my way in is different every time. Um With Music Man, because it's a revival, I, I didn't actually want to treat it as such. I wanted to treat it like a brand new Show. So I really started mm-hmm. on page one, you know, I turned the first page and it says Overture, and I think to myself, all right, so what, what do we want the Overture to sound like? What songs are we, are we going to use for the Overture? Are we going to do a really traditional long one, or a good contemporary, nice speedy one that just kicks us off? So I really, I really approached it as if it was a brand new, original, original piece, and certainly all the dancing, all the choreography is original, all the dance music, of which there's about 40 minutes of new music in the show. I mean it's just Amazing. It's glorious. I
1: love that.
3: Right? Mm. And it gives it this it gives it a really fresh a fresh coat of paint somehow. You know, it's new mm-hmm. orchestrations, new dance music, new dances. Um it's a story that we know and love. So there's great kind of solace and there's great warmth and nostalgia in that. This beautiful, very American love story Set on the Fourth of July, right? So it's it's as right. American as apple pie. Absolutely. But I hope there are these, there is these kind of beautiful, um, somewhat unexpected moments of dance.
1: Yes.
0: And you you had to challenge, deal with some challenging things like Shapoopy, the number. You've had to rework that slightly.
3: Yeah, a little bit. We made a decision long a long time ago to look at those lyrics. You know, some of those lyrics. I think in in the light of our social enlightenment. Yep years you know I, I think slapping a woman is not quite the right way to no um gain her affection perhaps no so some of those some of those what, what i thought of as dodgy lyrics we've had them them rewritten and um i i think it's charming i think it's mm. really charming it, it does exactly what it's supposed to do it's a beautiful you know old-fashioned curtain raiser it just like it kicks off act two with a big burst of energy and off we go
0: And that's what we come for. That's why Maureen and I come to a big Broadway musical (laughs) for those big numbers.
3: That's why we're there. It is. (laughs) Me too. Those great big numbers with that cast of 46, 46 delicious people.
1: And you know what? Those big numbers are kind of, Coming out of the pandemic as we are right now, I know that people are, they're starving for it. Mm. They want that goosebump moment when, you know, the second act opens and you have that big number and, you know, it's just... It's just thrilling. And that is what we've all been missing. It is, it's what we need.
0: And when you you go with the cast, you've got Hugh Jackman, Sutton Foster, there is that expectation that that they're gonna come out all whistles and bells and you want that.
3: You do. And that's that's really what we promise. That's how I feel too, Paul, about those names on the marquee. It's like, we're promising them a great big golden age musical. And it means something like 76 trombones. You, you want a full meal. You want a sizable, beautiful thing that you can stand up and cheer for. And, and I hope that's what I've delivered um, for the audiences is like this kind of joyous, epic, golden age musical. 76 trombones, Marion the Librarian, mm. Shapoopy, The Wells Fargo Wagon, um, Trouble. You know, there are some really great, really big, beautiful, bold sequences in the show.
0: Mm, can't wait. So um, what's up for you next?
3: So this week, um, earlier this week, I started rehearsal for a show called Harmony. Mm-hmm. It's written by Barry Manilow. Yeah, I was
0: oh, gonna say that's, that's the Barry right. Manilow show,
1: the isn't Ban- it? Barry oh, it's Manilow. wonderful. With Chip Zion. Yes. I love Chip.
0: Oh, good
3: for you. Good He's for you. So i doing
1: one of my favorites. And I love
0: Barry. Can I can <laughs> yeah, we get a shout too. out for Barry?
3: Totally. <laughs> We should, and so Barry, Barry, and Bruce, um, his collaborator, and I have known each other for 28 years. Wait,
0: come on! So we, we right. have a big, a big we have a big we, we we have a big broom in in the studio for sweeping up names, but you've just dropped the Barry Manilow name.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so 28 years ago, I was in the chorus of Copacabana at the Prince of Wales Theatre. I and saw that.
0: My God. I right. did so, see that show well, more than once. Warren. You saw a
3: much skinnier version of me. <laughs> um singing and dancing on stage in the West End. So 28 years ago I met Bruce and Barry. And now 28 years later, here I am directing their gorgeous, gorgeous show Harmony. And I'm so happy to bring that to New York audiences.
0: That's amazing. So do you get to hang out with Barry backstage and stuff? Yeah amazing oh my, oh my God. goodness paul,
1: paul contain yourself t- t- contain,
0: contain myself yourself. sorry <laughs> seriously like yeah it's exciting <laughs> enough that you're here warren but the fact that yeah
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh we are just such huge fans of yours we have loved everything from kiss me kate she loves me we cannot hello, wait dolly. to. See- hello dolly we cannot oh. wait to come to broadway and to see and get to
0: see you in person finally yes that would be lovely Warren, oh
3: that'd be great i would love that i would uh, love
0: it we are so out of time sadly thank you so much for joining us
3: it's my pleasure it's Stay great safe. to
0: see you all right well that's it for this episode we'd like to say a huge thank you to warren carlisle and jordan shaw for joining us
1: If you've enjoyed listening, don't forget to subscribe on your favorite listening platform. I'm Paul. And I'm Maureen.
0: And you've been listening to the Sunday Show Tunes podcast.
1: Thanks for joining us. Bye. Bye. Bye.